eBay Motors is here for the ride. Elbow grease and a whole lot of love transformed 100,000 miles in a body full of rust into a drive entirely its own. LED headlights, spoilers, whatever you need. eBay Motors has it at affordable prices. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride every time. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Planning an international trip and want to learn the language of your destination? Then check out the language learning program Rosetta Stone on desktop or as an app. Rosetta Stone is designed to immerse you in the language you're learning. Plus, the True Accent feature even gives you feedback on your pronunciation. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com today the brighter side is brought to you by audible.com go to audibletrial.com slash brighter side to sign up for your 30-day free trial and hey you're all right kisses for everybody Welcome, everybody, to the brighter side. I'm your host, Edward Larson. Here with me, as always, is the crazy steaming Iranian, Iranian missile, Cena John, and the and the bell from down south, deep in Louisiana, Miss Ember Nelson. Uh-hoo! One time, one time, who's time? One time, one time, one time, win time, go! Also joining me today, as always, on the on the numbers, in the computer, making sure the plays are being called correctly, Miss Samantha Stubbs Wirtz. Who day? Who day? Go who day? brighter side. <laughs> <laughs> and we got our first return customer here. That's not true at all, but he is here again. We loved him so much. He got us through the dark times, and now we're going to talk about sports. Get everybody, Mr. Taylor Ketchum! You know, I just want to give all the glory to God. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Touchdown, motherfucker. And we also have a very special analyst in the booth today. We got a young lady. She used to work with NFL players as the rookies when they're just young little kids, whippersnappers, still scratching at their mother's womb. She used to guide them through medical training, making sure they were not hurt, telling teams what their problems were. Everyone, give it up. We're protecting her identity. We got a voice modulator, so bear with us. Mrs. Baklava! Thank you. <laughs> oh my God. This dying robot. Uh, <laughs> so we're not gonna we're not gonna do any fiddle faddling today. Obviously, Taylor knows this from the last time we were he was here. We like to get right into it, and we got a hard out today and a half hour, so we got a short show for you today, Mrs. Baklava. You used to work with everything I said earlier was true, correct? Yes, it was. And uh, what else did you uh, do with these uh, with these players? Were you? Uh, I know you uh, helped them through rehab if they had any problems. Your your uh, specialty was in the joints. Uh, it was, and I preferred them young. They were easy. I did so. I young ones were easier. To, this isn't going well. 
You're doing great. I like them younger because their joints were easier to work on and easier to fix. Mm-hmm. What now, was some of like the worst joints you've ever seen? Or like the worst cadavers? Life? The cadavers from school. Oh yeah. No, just kidding. Um, <laughs> they, uh, there's a couple of players that I've seen with so many torn tendons and so much, so many shots to prevent. They, they use a series of different serums to ensure that the joints remain pain-free while they're still playing. Mm-hmm. But it causes a ton of scar tissue and a lot of problems. And I've seen almost what looks like a second joint on top of an actual joint because there's been so much damage within one hip. Damn. Are there oh. any uh, football players today that you're like, oh, 10 years from now, you're going to be fucked? All of them. Oh, really? Okay. No, uh, is this that's just... not true either. So it, quarterbacks are pretty well protected, obviously. Um, but most of the actually defensive linemen and running backs are torn. Like just torn. Especially Will running Campbell. backs, those are smaller players that are driving straight into all guys that are over 200 pounds. Yeah. And buried all the way at the bottom. They, the longevity of their career is almost always four years. When you were in uh, the NFL doing uh, your job, were, what was what did you feel like kind of morally you were seeing these guys kind of like subject themselves to all this pain for kind of like a, just a big payday, but then you're also helping them get to that point, and you know what's going to happen to them in the future. How did you reconcile that at the end of the day? Um, there's a lot of it. The players actually, it's if you have to keep in mind, most of these guys have been playing since they've been five, six, seven years old. That's the way of life for them. Yeah. That's what they know. Um, so pain and pushing through pain and jumping into dire situations where the rest of us would go, I think I'm going to go the other way, is the norm. And it's actually something they enjoy. It's an adrenaline rush. They love it. Um, they know what they're getting into. They're not like, oh, I might be in pain later. Oh, like, no. It's... In fact, they expect it. They love their ice baths. Mm-hmm. Now, I remember when I used to play, we used to get, uh, I was always injured. I, uh, I remember one time I popped my uh, shoulder out of, of place, put it back in, and then uh, just went right back on the field. Uh, that, and, and I have no guts at all. And so, uh, so I imagine. <laughs> and so I imagine what a lot of these players do on a, on a college uh, and professional level, probably college even more, just because they, they're used to their bodies repairing faster because they're younger. And then they're doing everything they can to make it in the NFL. Eddie, I know exactly how you feel. I skinned my knee as a tennis player when I was a young boy. <laughs> I used an entire bottle of Neosporin on myself. And, I, you know, I took my bandana. I wrapped it like a tourniquet around my knee. Mm-hmm. It was very intense. I actually noticed that in your gait on the way in here. That yeah. might have had a serious injury. You have such a sharp <laughs> eye. <laughs> now, Mrs. Uh, Baba Ganoush. <laughs> <laughs> Because you're working so closely with people on their injuries, they get to know you. So they must help. They must bring you in sort of their personal lives, being like, should I marry this girl and not sign a prenup? Or, you know, things, things of that nature that could be, like, socially dangerous. What are some stories you have of that? Um, there's quite a few. It's actually more about balancing. And this, is, this doesn't go for all of them. So there are loyal players out there, but um, most of the time it's about balancing different women. Um, wow. Do I tell this girl that I'm not going to see her when I go to this city because I got this other girl? Uh, they don't use girl. Yeah. You get the idea. 
And oh, now, how are you? With woman, the, they say woman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. And now, when they say when they call them bitches and uh, and sluts, now, how, like, do you? Uh, how do you react? Like, are you? Uh, you just you tell them not to, or you're just like you just roll with it and keep talking to them. I just roll with it. Yeah. No. Yeah, but yeah. you can't you can't get into some kind of like social. I actually met one of them, and I'm like, no, she's not a bitch. She's very lovely. <laughs> <laughs> Unless she actually is a bitch, I'm like, no, that girl's a bitch. But if you were argumentative about it, or like, uh, you know, hey, that's not cool, you would just be doing that all day long, your whole life, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. Did they ever get to the? Did they ever like? Were you ever like taping an ankle or working on somebody, and they're just like, you know, sometimes I really resent my dad, or like anything. Sensitive? Like, did you ever get... <laughs> um, probably the most sensitive thing uh, anyone has ever said. One of, one of the guys actually had a problem with his dad from growing up. And I was talking to him about seeing, like, my it's actually my stepdad and how he raised me and things like that. Mm -hmm. And he kind of looked over and was like, I'd be a good dad. I didn't have no good dad. <laughs> John Coffee like the drink, really not spelled the same. Is he a good dad? Do you still know him? Still not a dad yet. Oh wow! So uh, he's probably going to be a great one. Yeah. <laughs> Antonio Cromartie had the kids for him. Oh my <laughs> lord! Yeah. How many does he have? Like like twelve? <laughs> Just pull out, Antonio. <laughs> It's so, so what, ridiculous. What Why they, do you have to come in her? <laughs> just like, no, I mean, it's more fun. Yeah, you just throw it out. You know, you throw it anywhere you want to. It goes everywhere. It's like a little fiesta. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Everyone likes a party. I mean, no, I what is, <laughs> Amber's like, I don't party. like the party. I don't like it at all. What, <laughs> what is like the body type and personality these men are attracted to for like mistresses or like a bitch in a city? You know, what is there like a general type of a, a bitch woman? In <laughs> <laughs> That's a term of art. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Sir Mixalot had it right. I like big butts and I cannot lie. That's right. Now, big butt, now you're, you're a beautiful woman, Mrs. Baklava. Did these uh, these men ever uh, approach you, and how would you uh, would you have to shoot them down, or they just knew to stay away from you? It, it took a couple of times. Um, it, eventually, I worked with the same players frequently enough that they got to know the fact that that wasn't an option or that wasn't, a, that wasn't on the plate. Mm -hmm. um, I did tell one that I was a lesbian. That didn't work. No, no. That just makes it harder. It was more of a say, challenge. They're like, oh, yeah. Um, so then I would just tell them that their mother didn't train them right, and I would start by saying no. Oh, the Ooh. bringing in the mom card, I think, is yeah, always yeah. good with these Don't guys. my mama. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. one of the things I, I remember watching uh, Hard Knocks from a few years ago, and Chad Johnson was talking to Marvin Lewis, his coach at the time, and he and it was like the hidden cameras in the, in the locker room, and Chad Johnson was like, coach, coach, I got all this money. I don't know where to put all the money. And Marvin Lewis just goes, do you have a checking account? And Chad Jones is like, what is a checking account? <laughs> <laughs> and I guess my question is, like, is this is this what these guys are really like, a lot of them? Like, they, are go, they go from, like, college, and then they are just given all this money, and they have absolutely no idea what to do. It's gotten better. There are necessary, or I should say mandatory, training programs that they have to attend after they've been drafted that teach them how to deal with money. And it's it's necessary. I'll give you an example. My family um, is actually from Southern California, and they bought their house from a, an old NFL player who was in his 40s with his wife and kids, 
and was having to move back into his wife's mom's house because they were so broke. Oh, my it's God. It's a common, common story, and the NFL has recognized it, and they've done a... Most players actually have financial advisors mm -hmm. that give them almost an allowance. Yeah. So you can have four grand this month, and if you go over, you have to tell me why, and you have to tell me what it's for. Um, and it's their money, so they're welcome to take it, but most of them are fairly good at maintaining the structure that their financial advisors give them. Only four grand, though? Why are you doing all this work if you can just... You only have four grand to throw around. Because you're going to blow out your knees. Yeah, they're know? only going to be able to play, I guess, for only a few years. And then by the time they're 50, you know, I mean, not everyone can be like yeah, John yeah. Elway. And, no, you got to strike a, when the iron's hot. Yeah, the kidding. car dealership game, you know. I was, uh, my friend was uh, a coach at uh, at a university and he got tickets to go to to spend all week. Or he was he spent all week in Florida and Miami during the Super Bowl. And he went to a, a nightclub uh that had a line it took you know three hours to get in for every normal person and he finally got in and then 15 all the nfl players go there during the week you know mm -hmm. to hang out and party the people that aren't playing in the super bowl and 10 or 15 of like the biggest stars in the nfl just wa just waltzed right in and they had a little vip section and they all had like seventy-five thousand dollar watches on oh my god and then um then they all got in a circle and they ordered all these bottles of champagne that are like all a thousand dollars a piece and they ordered yeah. like a dozen of them and then they all got in a circle, put their watches in a circle like the Power Rangers, and then they just dumped the champagne. Oh my God! On the watches. It's because for no reason. They're champagne resistant. To celebrate their watches, like when a guy will get a new watch, and we got guys, guys, got the new watch. Oh and yeah. And they will go out at night to celebrate the watch. We had yeah, that guy used to shine. come by. Uh, there was a guy when I was working at the Village Poorhouse. There was a guy who used to come by and sell watches to all the, to all the uh, players that would come in there. I forget what his name was, but he was... He, uh, he would just sell watches on the street? Pretty much. And he, he was a jeweler, but he used to always have watches on him. And like sometimes one of the owners who uh, yeah, he did uh, uh, massive amounts of cocaine, he would uh, he would always just buy like a... He's like, oh, I just got a $10,000 watch. And I was like, why? Why? No, don't. But, uh, you know... They, I tried to buy a watch off a guy one time. He opened up his jacket, and he was just naked. I was like... <laughs> that guy, too? Yeah. yeah. You see, no watches on him. Nice. Now, there's a lot of uh, heat in the NFL today about um, spousal abuse. I, I kind of want to touch on that. Yes, um, yeah. of course. I mean, you have to. You kind of have to. Yeah. So have you have you personally, Mrs. Uh, Baglavash, have you personally... <laughs> I keep... No, I love it. No, 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 no. Say whatever. Have you personally dealt with a couple that was going through that and you had to counsel them or someone that was on the danger of it or whatever? It's, yes. Um, I do appreciate, by the way, that you want that we're touching on this subject. As I explained, I think, to somebody else, there are, there are 32 teams in the NFL. Uh -huh. There are 53 players on an active roster. That's yeah. as many as players can be on one team. There's a practice yeah. squad as well, but it doesn't count. And that's like, what, 20 more people, right? Yeah. So that's a given 1,700 people in a, in, a, in an arena. Um, mm -hmm. And the fact that this every since we've seen anywhere between three and five recent accounts come to public eye, Ray Rice obviously being the big one. Yeah. Um, and then a few more come out after that. If you were to take 1,700 people out of New York City, you would probably find four cases of some sort of violence amongst yeah. them. It's just in the public eye and it's very present. 
And these are guys that operate on testosterone. Like, that is their job. Their job is to be... Big, strong, and violent. Big, strong, and tough. And yeah. to commit... And that's not an explanation, and in no way, shape, or form am I making excuses for them, because fuck no. Yeah. So, it's, it's not appropriate, and it's never appropriate, and the fact that the Ravens... And there's some skeptics, some skeptical information out there about how the general manager and the president of the Ravens tried to keep the tape from going public. Of course he did. Why yeah. wouldn't you try to keep the tape from going public? Wait, this is your player, someone who's under your watch. You know, and you have any kind of say whether that goes public or not. If I'm the owner, that tape ain't going public, and I'm a nice guy. And he sent a text <laughs> message after they released him to Ray saying, you know, we just want to say you're a great player and we're going to miss having you on the team. And whenever you decide to retire, if you want to come back and work with the players on transitioning into the league. Um, so it's still... He's if still you want to advise the players on how not to hit your wife, mm -hmm. uh, please come back and, and help know, us. And you, it makes you think about uh, something, well, to me anyway, what I thought about, and I, I don't know if this is an evil thought or not, but... This the woman he hit his wife. Uh, what's her name? Like Janae or Janae. something. Janae. Yeah. Yeah, Janae Rice. She probably has little. You know, I mean, probably. I'm just guessing. I'm. I'm. I'm saying that she probably doesn't have much job skills. You know, in the real world, and she had it made. She had. She had a rich husband with a great career, and you know, of course, she wanted to stay with him after. After he hit her, because it's like, what else is she gonna do? She's stranded. She's yeah. also been, well, she's also been with him since she was like sixteen, hasn't she? It's yeah. not like you know, it's not like just it's just a money thing. She yeah. probably really gives a shit about this guy. Yeah, yeah. and um, I mean, look, I'm not advocating hitting your wife. You no, know? no, no, no. We're you just know, looking but, at but the other side. Like, you know. It's she's she people are kind of diminishing her and, and dismissing her like sometimes people fuck up royally and then they process through it mm -hmm. and transition even hitting your wife even that even that can be something that can be that two people who love each other can somehow work through yeah and people are like kind of treating her like like yeah there's plenty of people that are trapped in a financial situation that they can't get out of but it's not like it's not like she's some just gold digging fucking freak she hooked up with a guy when she was 16 years old that went on to become uh, a millionaire and it's not her fault and who who gives a shit if she stays with him? It's her, you know, I don't know. I, 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 I kind of feel yeah. like she knows more about him than any of us do. So maybe we should be listening to like, oh, you know, he's, he's, uh, I was being a nightmare and he overreacted and fuck that. But mm -hmm. I think that's know. a great point, Taylor. And I think the other thing that, that the other side of that is also like when you talk about relationships, you talk about matters of the heart, there's no mathematical equation that yeah. you can like use to be like she was hit she needs to get out or like this dude did this uh, x y and z needs to happen now things are going to be fluid and things are going to be very different and strange for people and that happens with everything you know and we just need to be very cognizant of th this woman is a woman who has her own mind and she can make her own decisions and hopefully she has a support group and a network of people that can that can help her make a good informed decision about whether or not she needs to stay in this relationship or not Amber, do you think we're being animals right now? Um, I do think... Oh, God. I don't think the tape should have been made public so much just because that was obviously their own personal relationship, but I do think that he should have been prosecuted. I do think that should have been a, a case... But if she doesn't press charges, there's really nothing... But there's Yeah, if she doesn't press charges, but there's so many cases, and it's not a matter of... It's not a fact of, like, oh, he makes millions of dollars. It's a fact of, like... 
oh, I've been with him for this long, and then maybe, like, what if this continues? What if he keeps hitting her? Yeah. What if it gets worse? Mm-hmm. Most battered women do not report being battered. They will just say, 92%. And it's because it's not just an overnight thing. It is years and years of segregating you from your friends and then your family. And then they get you alone and they say, I am the only one that is over you. Uh, it's a very scary, terrifying thing. It's mostly psychological. And the hitting comes very late in the relationship. And usually it it ends uh, with, with death. Usually she fucking dies. But I think that this is like the other point where we were talking about earlier, Eddie, and you were mentioning it. It's like these guys are trained with just t- testosterone. And it's like they are they are told every weekend, every Sunday, to go out there and commit assault. To literally go out there well, and no, beat No, they're, they're taught to play a sport. It's like, yeah, you're just going to find somebody that like kind of looks like a weak gazelle and you just beat their ass. I mean, yeah. Yeah. That's our game. <laughs> It's gotten to a point, though, if you uh, if you commit a, a dangerous enough assault, like in a fight on the field, that people will get prosecuted. That is, yeah. that is starting to happen. Fined immensely. Immensely. What? Oh yeah, they got if you the, the amount of fines that they've started thirty thousand dollars, twenty thousand dollars that they've started throwing out for any sort of a, like aggressive behavior on the field. Did you see in the first week? the run back where the guy literally stepped on the kicker's face and yes. Yes. him over. That's Antonio Brown. Yes, what, was, what, what he did fine? not mean to do that. He did not mean to do that. I mean, he kicked him in the face. It was the fine. There was a picture of someone's cleat and like it vibe that was like, this is the last thing the kicker saw. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. That's great. How much was he fined? Do you know? I think I think that one is 20000 That's a shitty bit. watch if you ask I me. I could be wrong though. I didn't look up the exact fine. But the good news about if there is good news about what's going on with a lot of these assault cases, the guy who from Arizona, um, whose wife essentially ran away and then reported it a little bit later, is that it's drawn attention to domestic violence yeah. nationally. In general, In not general. just the NFL. So that it, is a brighter side. Thank not, you so much for doing our work for us. So... You know, it's, even if there's just other women that seem to be coming out now that are also associated with NFL players, it may be attributed to the fact that this has come out. Mm-hmm. I feel somewhat safer to do so as well. But isn't it crazy? Like, he got fined $20,000 for kicking that kicker in the face. He had a helmet on. You know, and, like, it's, you know, it's, it's, the kicker's okay, right? Yes. Yeah, he's yeah he didn't get hurt. And uh, you can literally... Drag someone outside and beat them in the street, and you won't get fined $20,000. <laughs> right. I, I think that's something that can be um, attributed to why the NFL's arrest rates in general are so much lower than the national averages. It's not just domestic violence that's lower. It's all... Oh, like, like drunk driving. Drunk driving, drug-related, disorderly wow. conduct, gun-related, sex offense, theft, the list goes on and on. The NFL is lower in every category than the general public. Well, I think, really? I think, yeah. the, uh, well, I think there's a big factor. They, these guys are millionaires. I mean, these guys... But oh, even, oh. even in affluent... Yeah. But <laughs> even in affluent circles, even judged against general population people who are as affluent as they are, they are still lower rates than... Than affluent popula- population. Yeah. Also, there's a reason why. Okay, I played football. I didn't play it professionally, but I played from the time I was 10 years old until the, the through my senior year in college. Yeah. And a lot of these guys are um, are from really nasty places yes, in the United are. States um, where people where that are you know just 
overrun with violence and drugs and, and uh, lo- you know, n- nobody's educated. And yeah. these are, for the most part, there are people, I mean, they come out of, they are a product of that environment, but many of them were able to focus and and excel in something and and work hard and be diligent and mm. get, manage to get their way out. It's not just because it's – people are in the NFL not just because they're amazing athletes. It's because they put in the work yeah, and, they have an amazing and did work something effort. every day for decades and then were rewarded for it. So it's like, yeah, they aren't – okay, sort of – it's the, – the NFL is sort of a, a microcosm of – uh, the rest of America, yeah. but it's also kind of um, people that are driven and want to succeed and excel and for the most part might do the right thing a lot of the time and that's yeah. why they're in that position in the first place you know, it's... Taylor, know, when you were when you were in college and you were, you were playing football, could you tell how much harder you would have had to have worked to get to the professional no, level? No, I wasn't good enough to play in the NFL. But I mean, could you see how much more you would have had to have done potentially? No, um, I mean, I mean, you'd have to be of. like fifty pounds heavier. No, no, I was like, I, I looked like, I looked like if to a lay person, I looked like I could be an NFL player. You know, what <laughs> yeah, I mean? yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But at that time, when I was twenty years old, I, you know, uh-huh. but to an NFL scout, you know, my roommate was getting calls literally every five seconds from agents for my entire senior year of of uh, of college. Oh man, and. Um, he didn't even get invited to a camp as a free agent. Wow. Um, I had nobody calling me at all. So it's just it's it's just obvious. It's not like, yeah. oh, do I have a shot? No, you don't have a fucking shot. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and so and I was like, so I was like a good little college player, and I had an offer to play in some weird league in Italy for like five hundred bucks a week. That, oh, that would be yeah. cool. Um, but I never. You it's five hundred bucks a week. Isn't worth it to rip apart your body. No, I don't know. I was lucky. I'm I'm fine, dude. Let's Physically, make that I don't movie. Have any problems. Yeah. I, didn't, I had a, two extremely minor things happen in all those years of playing sports, and so I, I got lucky. But like, you know, by the, the reason I didn't fucking go to Rome to play football was because it was eight months after I had gotten done playing football in college, yeah. and I was eight months into like a cocaine addiction, and I smoked a pack a day already. You yeah. Know? So like, I just wasn't in the place to do it. That's like Sebastian Janikowski, I think, isn't it? He's that? the best. I love him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When I was at uh, Florida State, uh, my freshman year was his senior year, and you would literally, if you were outside, sometimes he would drive by in his BMW selling rolls to kids. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so that brings up a great point, uh, Miss Baklava. What about substance abuse in the NFL? What is your experience with that? Oh, there's tons of it. <laughs> What's their favorite? I actually remember showing up on... Um, so they have... Tuesdays off for the most part. That's payday too, isn't it? Isn't it Tuesday payday in the NFL? <laughs> isn't it? Oh yeah. man, that's a horrible so they coincidence. Had that, they had that day off, and um, I would often work with players when they had the day off. So I'd go up on you know Monday or whatever. I remember showing up on Monday night, and <laughs> the player had just gotten home, and was rolled out like five different types of wrappers that you could have with your weed. You could have the cookie dough one or the red one or the like, what are you feeling? I was like, well I'm not really feeling any of them. But the cookie dough one's cute. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they all there's a they're tested though quite frequently. Mm-hmm. Um and by quite frequently I mean very, very, like very once a week. often. Yeah. 
How do you smoke weed? I mean, Rick Will- Ricky Williams obviously showed us you can't smoke weed in the NFL, but, I mean, that's really tough. Weed is the worst one probably yes. to do. Yeah, and some of them get hair follicle tests, so that hang around for a long time. I've heard a yeah. lot about uh, pill addictions in the NFL and stuff like that. Adderall's because big. Adderall's yeah, big. Adderall's big. Yeah. it gets out of your system so quickly. Well, not just that. You can get it uh, prescribed to you. Yeah, but you can't. I don't think they can. I don't think they can get an Adderall prescription. Can you? I mean, what if you? What if you're just like a, you're you're a 24 year old NFL football player that you just have. You're just this ADHD maniac person that gets Adderall prescribed to you. Is that allowed? Or yes. is it, it is. They had that. Uh, there was a quarterback in Tampa who got in trouble for uh, using Adderall recently. What was the, who was that again? Do you remember? That was after Freeman. So yeah, uh, and, and, which uh, is a real tragedy. That guy had such potential. Yeah. Now, what are some of, like, the, you talk about parties, like some of the craziest, maddest fucking strippers on the pole? You, would you get invited to these? Parties. I did get invited. Um, it became a running joke, actually, that I didn't always go, so usually I would be the one that it went back to the hotel or whatever, went home, whatever it was, and I wasn't at um, the Super Bowl a few years ago. And as a result, uh, a couple of my players took pictures of a, a pillow and a blanket on the couch in the lobby and said, we're thinking of you. <laughs> That's nice. Who's, who's on the brightest side? Who's one of your favorite players? Like, who's one of your, like, favorite dudes to, like, ever work with? It's like a nice guy that's into the game well, that knows you, what he's doing. If you can't say names, uh, you can say um, oh, maybe uh, someone who you've heard has a great reputation, you know, that maybe uh, we are, have the wrong idea about. There are actually quite a few players that are very, um, very big family guys, um, really love their kids, love their wives. Um, it's genuinely a job. And those are the ones that you actually tend to see have longer careers. The Dominican Sue. No, no. <laughs> he's, he's, Why is everyone laughing? He's my favorite, man. I had this idea for a uh, for a for a dance for him called the uh, the toilet flush, <laughs> where like after he sacked the quarterback, he just put his ass over his head and then flushed the toilet. <laughs> I wanted to get it to him. I wanted him to do it so bad. So, who's a great player out there? Um, I, somebody who recently came back, and uh, I can't speak for him personally, um, but I did know a lot of people that worked with him, but James Harrison. Um, yeah! Fuck you, guys! He's he's known, uh, within the, with the media, he kind of has a reputation of being a dick. Which is kind of funny, is yeah, because yeah. if you look into more of like what he does, he has a huge foundation. Um, yeah. He does a ton of charity work. He... Uh, he follow, you follow him on social media, post stuff about his kids and about his rehab. Here we go, Steelers. Here we go. <laughs> 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 nice. There's a Bengals fan in here. <laughs> who, who, who for the Bengals? Are you, oh, you're from Cincinnati? Yeah. I'm sorry. No, not Cincinnati. Were you going to name a yeah. player? <laughs> I mean, uh, are, you, are you a Bengals fan? No, I'm, I'm, no, one's, no, a no, Bengals fan. no one's a Bengals fan. No one's a Bengals fan. Not on this show. I've never even heard of the team. <laughs> 
Man, um, so we got to wrap things up here. There's so many oh, things. Oh, man. Yeah, you got, I know. Will you come back, Miss Sagaba? I know. I, I, I would yes. love to have you back because I feel like we didn't even touch on everything we talked about. I feel like we could have expanded on it for another yeah. hour. We didn't even go into concussions. You were telling me some very interesting things earlier. And I think the whole point of, of the fact that NFL is a really violent sport, but we all love it so much. I mean, it's my favorite thing in the Same. world. Yeah. They're I, the uh, new Guardians. Are they the new, uh, uh, what do you call them? Gladiators? Gladiators. I love you. That's the G word. <laughs> <laughs> oh man uh, So uh, yeah So we are going to get out of here uh, it, it, Thank you so much for coming thank by you. Mrs. Baklava You're a wonderful <laughs> human being And uh, with me always is Cena John and SJ Good Amber, Amber Nelson Amber Smelson At, at uh, Twitter <laughs> Yeah yeah Twitter, Twitter. Uh-huh. Yeah, I'm Ed Larson at What's Next Ed And Taylor uh, What you got going on I don't know What is this at Taylor Ketchum. Follow it, me on Twitter. It's gonna come it's gonna come out next it's gonna come out a week from today. Uh, so if you got any shows or anything you wanna pitch? I don't know. I can't think of it right now. Who gives a shit? Yeah, He's right? doing his Nobody one man show about yeah, his yeah. penis. Yeah, man. It's <laughs> <laughs> Antonio <laughs> More Florida State people. I love them so much. All right, guys. This has been the brighter side. Sam, love you. Thank you so much. Thank you, guys. All right. Go out there. Go watch football. Support these people. They, they need help. They're, they're unfortunate human beings who've been outcast by society. We love you guys. Thanks for listening to the brighter side. I'll see you soon. Thank you. Thank you. For more shows like the one you just listened to, go to cavecomedyradio.com. You can start your day off right. When you find a professional on Angie to get your plumbing right first. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Visit Angie.com. You can do this when you Angie that.